No, oh, don't worry about it. Like, um, you know, it's this is just audio recording, so okay, you good. can imagine oh, that you look like whatever you want. Oh, oh shit! I've just literally done my first workout in like four weeks. Oh, well done. I've hardly done anything. I took up running and then did it twice, and that was it. <laughs> but then, do you know what my problem is? Though I do this exercise, and then I'm drinking a fucking glass of wine, and I'll probably get a bad crisp. So. Yeah. I think it's still good for your heart though, you know, like there's still positive. Yeah. Anyway, it's important to, you know, treat yourself. Yeah. How are you doing? I miss you. I know, I miss you too. It sucks that, you know, it's so hard to see people face to face at the moment. But yeah, I'm doing okay. I'm a bit stressed today because there's like some like redundancy stuff going on at my work but they don't really they're not like oh. telling us exactly what yeah so everyone's oh just God. a bit like Ooh. but I guess it's like happened to pretty much everyone so you know, you know like, like so many of my friends have like lost their jobs and you know you know Colin they've gone under oh no that's so sad yeah. I know, it's really sad, because they're, they're such an amazing company, to, like, I was going to be working for them, like, part-time, Yeah. and, like, that was going to be, like, income for me, and a good job, and they were all so lovely to work for. Yeah, now, yeah, like, I that's... loved Patty, she was such a babe. Yeah, and now, like, they're no longer, which is a shame, and that's they're so Smith and Sinclair company as well, apparently. That sucks. I just hear so many of these companies that I like, it's just, like, not lasting now, but... Hopefully, you know, I don't know, like, after lockdown, like, and the economy recovers a bit, like, there'll surely have to be some kind of, like, bit small business initiative. Yeah. I don't know. Exactly. But then I'm not a, a political expert, so I don't know what they'll do, but, yeah. But, ha- yeah, no, I'm okay otherwise, like, I'm still, like, you know, happy to still be working, and... Now I'm back with Grace in London, so that's really great. And kind of slowly getting back to doing like normal things. Like my friend B is leaving the country; she's going back to Spain uh, yeah. for a bit. So like I went to see her today, and we like walked along like Columbia Road, and it was really nice. Like it was just like a nice normal like thing. Kind yeah, of, except it was like dead everywhere, like, yeah, like um, just walking around like Hoxton, like there's hardly anyone around, which in a way is like kind of nice, but obviously like it can't stay that way. Yeah, it's very strange. I mean, I've not really ventured into central London, but I've been like on the outskirts, and it's just like it's weird. It's a weird feeling. Yeah, like I very much feel like. Like, and I think a lot of people are feeling, like, more anxious now about coming out of lockdown than, like, going into it. And I'm definitely one of those people, like, I'm not, like, afraid necessarily, like, of the virus. But, like, I mean, I am in, I, but I think in a, in a, like, proportional amount, you know. But it's just, like, it just feels weird. And I feel like... 
you know, the prospect of like going back into the office and getting everything back to normal like makes me feel really anxious, which I don't know if it's just like a bad sign that like I don't like my life. <laughs> Like, <laughs> maybe, maybe. I, I think a lot of people have developed like social anxiety after it, like over this. I mean, I have like when people not, I'm not so much with you because people like I know you, but yeah. people who I don't really know, but like, can we have a phone call? I'd love to like discuss this with you or do a podcast. I'm just like avoiding them. So I'm like, I, I'm really anxious to talk to people now because I feel like I have nothing to talk about. Yeah, I get really weirdly nervous before all the podcasts, and I think it's I'm just not used. I think I feel like I've forgotten how to do like normal convo, but I haven't. It's like riding a bike, you know. Like, but yeah, I I totally, uh, I totally feel you. Like, how are you? How do you feel like you've coped in general, and like how's it affected your um like work and everything? Actually, do you know what? I, this has been like the busiest couple of months of my life in terms of like my work. Yeah. Anyway, your hair looks amazing, by the way. It's my fringe. It's, I like it. I don't. It's really flicky. I like it though. It's like proper like eighties. Thank you. Flick. Yeah, I I didn't know it naturally did this, but <laughs> here we are. It does. I like the colour as well. Yeah, it's all my natural colour. I've like grown everything out. It feels really weird to um to to like because ha- I was like blonde for so long, and that was like how I identified. Like I've like I've always saw myself as a blonde, even when I was a child who had brown hair. Like I wanted to be a blonde. Like in my mind, I like pictured myself as being blonde whenever possible. So it's kind of weird to go back. But yeah. I'm liking it. And I'm also, like, quite excited to start getting... I've got, like, a white, white patches on my hair already. Oh, and nice. I'm, I'm, like, kind of... I've decided that when, when I go grey, that um, I'm going to, like, grow it out. But then, like, th- those are the only ones I have. And I think they're more just, like, from a birthmark than, like, greying. But, like, I've kept asking my mum, like, when did you start going grey? But she didn't start going grey till her mid-30s, so I've got a while to wait if I take after her. But I think it would be really cool to have, like, grey hair. I know it's, like, one of those things that, like, freaks people out when they start getting grey hair, but I do. I think it's lovely. I think it's, like, interesting. It makes you interesting more than anything. Yeah, and, like, having really long grey hair, I think it would be cool. But yeah, thanks for coming, Green, to come on the podcast. That's alright. But yeah, I thought we could talk about lockdown, and then I was also thinking, like you know, if you want to, like you've had this like journey with your sexuality, and like you had the Pride recently. Is that like your first one since you've sort of like come out, as yeah. it were? And I thought yeah. it might be really interesting to talk about, but only if you're up for it. You know you can ask me anything. I do, well, I assume this, but you never know. <laughs> it's nice to ask beforehand. I'm not I'm not embarrassed by anything. You can ask me what colour my shit is, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> I once did like a white poo. No one believes me. <laughs> but I did. Did you actually? Yeah, and it's one of my greatest regrets, like to this day, that I didn't like take, take a picture. A picture. Because, like, I literally came downstairs and I was, like, I was, like, in my house with my family at home. And I was, like, you won't believe, like, what just happened to me. 
Um, and like, I just so funny. It was like crazy, and I've looked it up, and like, apparently, um, it can be caused by lots of things, but like, just eating lots of fatty food is one of them, which is really gross. But I feel like that's the most likely because I did. I wasn't ill. It was just a white poo. That is so funny. I've never heard of that before. Yeah. I think it's quite rare. So I feel quite proud, really. Yeah. Oh, God, So, So what was that like? What's your, like, experience been with your, like, sexuality? Because I think... I was talking about Grace with this the other day. And, um, like like she was saying that like she follows a lot of like social media users who have like got big and then sort of came out in like their their late 20s and that that's actually like not it's not that unusual like I always think people like tend to come out like because it's not so taboo I think you get more like very young people in their teens like expressing um, how they feel and I know that's not the case for everyone and there's still lots of like taboo and obviously like people d- don't speak openly about it but I feel like it's more so the case now than it was when we were growing up even though that wasn't particularly long ago so yeah. I wondered if like when you first started to feel like you weren't necessarily like straight and how that like sort of like came about for you um I knew from, like, a very young age. Yeah. Like, the first person... The, I think the first ten people I kissed were girls. Oh. Like, um, at sleepovers? Yeah, and, like, just, you know, in toilets at school and things like that. Yeah. Just, like, experimenting. And I was never really interested in kissing boys or sleeping with boys. I was more, like, interested in just being a part of the, 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 the boy gang. Oh, yeah, and, okay. Like, I was like, so I think I knew from a very young age and, you know, watching things on telly and knowing that I was attracted to more of the, the female figures. Um, I, th- I did a thing recently for Pride with a sex toy company where I said that the first, like, realisation of, like, being, what being gay was to me or being into women was when I watched That So Raven. And I was just, like, really attracted to her. <laughs> oh, I love Raven. Yeah, and obviously now she, like, has just got married to a woman, which is great, and yeah. it just, like, made me so happy, but I think, yeah, I, I knew from a very young age, but I always knew that it wasn't just, it wasn't just women, but I didn't know, I didn't know about the word, like, bisexuality or tra- um, pansexuality, I didn't know, I didn't know those words when I was growing up, so I was always kind of like, I know I like men and women, but I feel like there's more to it than yeah. that to me. Yeah, yeah. And I live in, like, such a small, boring town where, you know, people are either straight or gay. There's, mm. like, no in-between. Yeah. Um, and then it wasn't until I started, like, going to my local gay club and seeing, um, like, trans people for the first time and then going to the local... Um, I'd always go to, like, this uh, drag bar with my mum and my auntie and watch 
drag acts and okay. there was a lot of trans people who would come along and watch that and yeah. I remember seeing this trans man and I was like really attracted to him Yeah. and I think then I realised oh okay like there is more to it than just being attracted to just men and women Yeah. but again I didn't know what the term was and I didn't really look into it much because I was a bit scared Yeah. Um, and then you know I just ended up in relationships with men, straight men yeah and then didn't think anything of it other than like sneakily kissing girls again in clubs <laughs> and things like that yeah being like it's okay this is just my friend and then your boyfriend's like I don't care it's a girl and you're like okay <laughs> yeah um and then I think you know when I started um uh, socialising with people on Instagram in real life and uh, being around people who were, you know, kind of feeling the same way I was feeling and but expressing it outwardly more than what I was. I was, like, starting to understand language and, you know, my sexuality more. Mm. Um, and then I had, like, relationships with other people that I'd met through Instagram and then, you know, finally putting a name to it. Yeah. Um, probably only last year, I would say. Yeah. Um. But I guess in my head, being pansexual was always there. It was just, how do I label myself? Like, do I need to label myself? And even though I say, like, pansexual, I still don't even know if that's the right word. Like, I don't know what... I don't think I want there to be a word to describe who I am. And I think a lot of people feel like that, but also a lot of people do like to put a name to it. And that's fine as well. But, yeah, I think that's where I'm at. Yeah, I always think it's interesting, like, the, um, like, bisexual, pansexual, like, decision and, like, conversation, because I remember, like, first being introduced to the word pansexual, like, at university, because, and I think it was, like, someone said it to me about Lindsay Lohan, like, Lindsay Lohan saying she's pansexual. Yeah. And I was like, what does that mean? And they were like, it means that she's, like, attracted to the personality, like, not the gender. Someone explained it being, like, you're, like, it, like if you're bisexual, it's because you're attracted to men and women, like, because they're men and women. And then if you're pansexual, it's, like, regardless of whether they're men and women. And I found the whole thing very confusing. But at mm. the time, like, the trans conversation wasn't really, like... Yeah. happening so I never thought that like bisexual might like for some people like exclude like certain people that they'd be attracted to yeah and I think also um a lot of people who I who don't like do I who do identify as bisexual don't exclude trans people from their yeah. sexuality but I and this is why I get very confused with like the terminology because it's it's all very up in the air to yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it like, why was it like, well, was it frightening for you? And if so, like, what elements about it were, like, the most frightening? I think, I think it was because, I'm trying to figure out what it is now, because now I'm not afraid. I'm trying to think what were the things that made me afraid. And I think it was just my parents um, and whether they were going to be okay with it. And because I'd gone from 
you know, at the age of 16, I've been in a five-year relationship with a man, mm. and I broke up with him, and then the next day I was in a, and then I got with another man who I was then in a nine-year relationship with. Like, I never had that chance yeah. to, like, really fully express it. Mm. Yeah. So I don't, I think it was more about I put myself in a box and I was too scared to come out of this box. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think, like, I remember once Cynthia Nixon, who plays the redhead in uh, Sex in the City, this is, like, ages ago, yeah. said, and I think she got some, like, backlash for it, but I, like, I think I get what she means, that, like, you know, it's easy, like, bisexual women can, like, choose to be straight, and I don't think she means that, like, that they can, like, choose their sexuality, but I think she means, like, in a world where, like, being, like, heteronormative is, like, easier and, like, yeah. the preference, like, societally, if you oh. could be one or the other, like, a lot of people choose to just take that route because, you know, if you can be attracted to someone of either gender, why would you choose to have a relationship that is, like, more difficult? Yeah, and I think the biggest issue with... um the word like when people when people think of the word bisexual it's 50 percent men 50 percent women yeah like oh yeah yeah, like yeah. A, do you know what i mean mm. and it's not it's not like that and people need to kind of get that out of their head it's like oh what like if you know someone puts a man and a woman in front of you which one are you going to be more attracted to it's not about that again it comes down to like personality and yeah things like that i think the person i feel like there needs like, it's hard. Like, I don't identify as being straight, but I've always been in, uh, like, hetero relationships. And I think it's probably likely that I always will. And I sometimes feel weird. I'm like, sh why should I be, like, pushing myself to explore this attraction that I have more? But And I have done some exploration, but, like it's never got to a point where it's like I'm in a relationship with that person that is like a long-term emotional like supportive um yeah. like relationship uh and then I feel like you know very questioning of that because I don't want to be like co-opting like a label that some people like have to have and that comes with like um like prejudice you know but then I feel like it would be a lie and bad maybe for like this like it's, it's better for like even if people choose to be in hetero relationships if they feel like feelings of like same-sex desire it would be good for them to express it because then that people would know that that is a normal thing even if you then choose to like be in a, a a straight relationship do you know what I mean <laughs> yeah I think and this is something that I I think I was like toying with last year and why I was really questioning like whether to come out or not because I was like okay but I've, I've had sex with men and I've gone so far with women but I haven't gone all the way with women yeah. so does that make me eligible yeah for calling myself a certain word yeah and it shouldn't be like that you know whether you just kiss girls and you're that's as far as you're comfortable going with girls, that's okay. Like, yeah. there's no level of, okay, you've gone to first base, second base. Like, do you mm. know what I mean? I think a lot of people think, oh, my God, I haven't even kissed a girl. Does that mean that I'm not bi? Like, there's yeah. no, there's no, like, 
goal you have to hit to call yourself something. Being attracted to women is just enough if that is enough for you. Like you have your own limits to your sexuality and that's that's what it should be all about. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Have you noticed like changes in how people like relate to you since you've come out? that have surprised you or are just like notable i think all the all of the close people in my life kind of knew Mm. um like all my friends knew already because well especially all my instagram friends knew because i was very comfortable around them Mm. and i was very open from the beginning about my sexuality like that um my friends my home friends they knew because they always saw me kissing girls um (laughs) yeah um, and in some way, I think my parents knew. Um, but in terms of like being treated differently on social media, I, I haven't noticed. I haven't noticed much of a change, other than you know, when brands are latching onto the bandwagon of hiring people for campaigns for Pride. Yeah. I was like, oh, Venus has now come out. Now let's hire her. Like it's great because you know yeah. I, I need to earn money. Yeah. But it is also like you know just using me now because I've come out. And my sexuality is, like, something to promote for your product. Yeah. That's interesting. You do, like, so much work around, like, um, sex anyway. Mm. Um, do you find... I mean, this is kind of going off the topic of your sexuality a, bit, but a little bit, but, like, have you... Did you find that, like, difficult? Or have you... Because for a lot... for I think for you and I... And lots of people we know off Instagram, they're just quite fearlessly, like, creative in that sense, but also are, like, living within a a bubble of, like, their own, like, with their friendships and stuff where people are very, like, accepting and, like, welcoming of that. But for other people, like, the kind of art you make and how expressive you are about sex would, like, be, you know, they they would never feel comfortable to talk about it did you have like a journey to to that or were you just like always open I was always open like my parents were very open about sex in this house like we all talk about it my mum still to this day walks around naked in the house like you know nudity and sex and you know enjoying your body has always been normal in my house so I've kind of never really been embarrassed about the conversation um but I think the the turning point for me and I hope my ex doesn't listen to this because he's listened to all the other podcasts I've been on <laughs> and this isn't a very nice thing for him to hear but I didn't feel like our sex life was that interesting mm. towards the end of our relationship and that was it was my fault I was more interested in exploring my body by myself yeah. um, and him not being there. And yeah. I think I got to a point where, like, that was more interesting to me. So then once I realised that, okay, I don't actually need someone else to feel pleasure and there's so many amazing toys and content and resources out there, mm. I don't really, I don't really feel the need to have somebody else there anymore. Yeah. Um. And I found that more interesting, I guess. And I guess that's what I'm trying to, like, constantly promote on Instagram and 
social media, even though like I'm promoting toys and I'm promoting people to buy stuff like these are products that I do generally like myself. Like if someone's, I always review, like try all the sex toys myself before I promote them because if it's crap then I'm not going to promote you a crap toy to waste your money on but I just fucking love it like I just think it's the best job in the world <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've always been intrigued by a lot of the sex toys that you promote you had one recently with like a little kind of like stick and like yeah. a bubble on the end or so like <laughs> I can't, oh, just, I'm not describing this very well, but it looked crazy. Video. I was like, that looks so intense, though. I, I, like, okay, this is me being real right now. <laughs> I don't think I have ever orgasmed so quickly in my life. Oh, my God. That, that toy is the best fucking toy. Like, I would give my soul for that toy. <laughs> like, that's how good it is. Honestly, it, I take it everywhere with me. It is amazing. It's so good to like promote it, though, isn't it? Because I think people, I think people always think that oh, promoting sex toys, it's just really like tawdry, and you know, but like so many women have difficulties with like masturbation and orgasm, and I think that's totally like forgotten about when when it comes to this kind of thing. Like, like mm. you know, that would like really, really help certain people. Yeah. I mean, I get messages, like, every day from people saying, like, I'm struggling to orgasm, like, what toys can you recommend me? And I love being able to, like, satisfy people in a way that they didn't know how to before. Yeah. Because um, I've done, I've gone away and done the research and I've explored my body and I know what works for me and that's all it's about. But it's, it is still in, you know, a lot of countries very shameful act to, yeah. like, to masturbate and it's it, to me that's such a shame because it's such a beautiful thing that you can do for yourself and there's so many health benefits and it's not just about you know having an orgasm it's about improving your mental health you know improving blood flow like everything yeah um and sleep but like, there's so many amazing positive factors to masturbating and it, I, that's why i want to promote it because it is so empowering and satisfying yeah yeah i just think it's great yeah and it's very like it's one of the most natural things yeah you can do like just like sex or you know i don't know nursing a baby if you have one like yeah yeah it just comes with the territory of being a human yeah and also what really annoys me is that we just have such boring sex like a lot of couples are having boring sex and then you know this is why a lot of relationships end and marriages end because sex becomes boring and then they don't have sex and that becomes a tension between in their relationship because sex is like 50% I would say of someone's relationship good sex yeah um and being intimate with someone and communication and you know people lose that and I just want to like help people to be able to feel confident confident to talk to their partners and having that open an honest conversation about what they like so that their sex lives could be better and they can both be fulfilled in the relationship. Yeah, I guess it's another thing I think is that, you know, your like the sex that you have and what you enjoy can like change throughout your life mm. and like the course yeah. of your relationship. But I think that like people get like sometimes people will start having sex and it won't be 
the kind of sex that they might go on to like discover they enjoy so they'll just think to themselves oh I don't really like sex and they won't like switch it up Mm. or they will be enjoying sex and then something will change and but they don't feel confident to say like this is no longer working for me like I feel like we do live in a much more sex positive society but especially when it actually you know not especially when it comes to I think this applies to everyone we live in a more sex positive society but then if you say like I'm struggling with an element of like the sex that I'm having yeah that's quite taboo to say like it's not taboo to say I'm having really amazing sex but to say I'm not yeah is is taboo yeah like yeah it's it's weird <laughs> it's, it's easier for people to just brush it off and to not approach the conversation as it is to you know to talk about it and yeah i think it is a, it's a really big issue and i think that stems from the fact that you know especially women's pleasure or you know clitoral stimulation is a lot harder to to navigate than it is for like someone with a penis to yeah. just quickly you know ejaculate or you know, have an orgasm it is a lot harder for them so you know in the end we do just you know cut ourselves off yeah it seems unfair that women's anatomy and um, is like works against them <laughs> yeah 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 do you have like um like a big goal for like for what you'd like to go on to achieve next i have three big goals um the first is obviously if anyone knows me i'm doing private parts i want to do private parts again yeah um and i'd love to take that to like a bigger media platform yeah um because i don't think it got the recognition it deserves and that's not me like tooting my own horn or anything but it was a really good educational show full of diverse people and diverse stories and Mm. you know there was a lot of great conversations that were in that tv show that i don't think were heard enough Mm. i'm not just not mine but like the people i had on and my guests um and i'd love to yeah make that like a bigger thing um the second is like in my own personal life i would love to become like a better sex educator and like go into schools um, and work with the government in creating some sort of um, like leaving school package, which is would kind of be like you know the how to of your sex life and moving forward into your adult life for both girls, boys, and non-binary and trans children, yeah. um, which is about periods and your body and everything that you're not told, like endometriosis yeah. or looking for certain lumps and. Mm a sex toy I don't know I just would love to create some sort of like health package yeah yeah that I think that sounds so interesting um and then what's the third thing oh yeah I'd love to have my own like sex toy range but yes what would it be like (laughs) it would just be I would just get like what I would love is I'd love to hire like a different creative every month to design a toy I'd love that It'd be so good, like whether it's like illustrations on a toy or like them coming up with a toy that they know would suit their body well that isn't already yeah. out there. Like a, a, also different. a fancy handle, like a carved handle. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love to do that. <laughs> that would be so fun. I remember like, like sex toys, um, I think obviously there's so many out there, but people, especially women, 
like you tend to stick to the um the classics like that get the job done people don't oh. can experiment more like I remember when the twilight like dildo came out and you could like put it in the freezer and it would be like Edward who was a vampire or you could heat it up so it would be like the other guy who was like a werewolf and was supposed to be warm I mean I don't think you were um, supposed to heat it up do I not know about this <laughs> isn't that great <laughs> like I it could, not know about I just this. like the versatility of it like it could be both Edward or Jacob like I it's brilliant <laughs> yeah. oh my god I need to let me get off this call that is what I'm buying <laughs> I mean, for me, it's like, you know how it goes. I was, I was team Jacob, so. Oh, I wasn't. I was Edward. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I just loved Jacob. Like, he, he, like, that was everything to me. And like, the wolf, I, the wolf guys and girls yeah. were way cooler in my, like, I thought the, um, Cullens had a very, like, sombre sort of, like, setup. Like, I couldn't imagine having, like, a raging good time at the Cullen's house. <laughs> Whereas, like, with the tribe and the, like, werewolves, I could imagine it, you know? <laughs> I think I just related to, like, the awkward, very difficult stereotype of a vampire, like... Yeah, yeah. Are you more, yeah. Do you, like, interview with a vampire? Huh? Do you, have you seen Interview with a Vampire already? No. It's really good. Um, If you like Twilight, I'm sure you'll like it. It's, like, um, Brad Pitt and... um. Tom Cruise are vampires. Okay, it's really good. It's like, and there's books by the 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 author's called Anne Rice. They're pretty okay. good vampire movies. I would recommend. I think like I've always had a fascination with vampires. Like I'm obsessed with anything to do with Dracula. I think it might be some odd fetish of mine of being bitten by a vampire in the neck because I love my neck being played with during sex. Yeah. So maybe it's just like a weird fetish. Dracula definitely is and always has been like essentially like an erotic book. Like yeah, a man like a a man who's like centuries old. So he's obviously wise or whatever and has these superpowers and is immortal, like, comes into, like, young ladies' rooms at night and, like, fight. Yeah. like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> it's there's obviously a really just good, all about sex. <laughs> there's a really good um, BBC series about Dracula. Like, it's um, not a documentary, like, a proper like, series. And they just put it on netflix and i've just i literally watched it the other day because the first time i watched it i was like this is fucking awesome it's so good what is it who's in it oh uh, i don't know i've never seen any of the actors before but the, the guy that plays Dracula is really good yeah um but yeah i would recommend watching that did you watch true blood i think i started it i've got a really bad memory of what i watched recently that was I've good it. that was really good like that was very sexy Sexy oh, stuff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, that's covered vampires and sex. <laughs> so are, are you like finding, like, what? So, so uh, have you like started dating with like a more determined view to like get with people who aren't straight guys, or do you know what I mean? Like. I feel like if I was, I could put myself out there and, you know, go for that, but mm. I just haven't. But sometimes I feel like, should I determinedly do that? Just, you know. I, yeah, I'm, I'm a massive believer in just letting it naturally come to you and, you know, the people that come into your life are meant to come into your life at that time. I don't think you should force it in any way. Oh. And I, I mean, when, obviously, before lockdown, 
I broke up with my ex in January and then we had like a couple of months to before lockdown. Like mm-hmm. I was I was seeing a couple of people and experimenting and then I went on hinge and you know, I was just you know, it was open to men and women and yeah. and whoever else wanted to like come into my DMs. But I then started seeing a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're fucking dating. Oh, well, that's nice. Is this the guy that I met yeah. at your wine party? Yeah, he came to my wine party. So we were, we've been speaking, like, every day during lockdown. And now we've been meeting, obviously, now it's eased up a bit. Um, and he asked me to be his girlfriend, so... Oh, well, that's cute. It was very cute. <laughs> it wasn't... It was definitely not the plan to be in a relationship already but hey ho he's a lovely guy he's really nice so yeah I guess sometimes it just happens that way yeah and I mean I've I've already like had the conversation with him I guess and the fact that I'm really interested in still exploring um my sexuality and he's very you know open to being a part of that which is quite nice so yeah does he not I mean you kind of have like the cat like I've got another Sex in the City reference, like, I'm honestly not this basic in normal life, like, I don't normally talk about Sex in the City this much, but, like, do you, <laughs> you are so open about sex, like, has that put people off dating you, or caused any, like, difficult relationship moments or whatever? I think, I think, basically, what I did when I was on the dating app, I would always say to someone, Go and look at my Instagram before you continue talking to me and see what the work is that I do. Because I would say, on oh, I talk about sex, I'm a sex educator. And they'd be like, oh, okay, that's cool. And then they'd go look and then they'd come back and they'd be like, oh, you talk about dildos. I'm like, no, I don't just talk about dildos. Like, I talk about female, I talk about pleasure and orgasming and everything else and they were like and then they would find that like a massive turn on but in a way that wasn't like yeah I didn't I didn't find the way that they would approach it very attractive or respectful yeah 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 um it was very sleazy and Mm. like oh well some people some people would be like oh what do you need toys for like obviously not getting enough good dick um (laughs) the usual comments I always get yeah or and then some people would be like oh can I come round and play with use your toys on you I'm like you can't just jump into that conversation because I openly talk about it on my social media that doesn't give you the go-ahead to then just suddenly change the conversation from being a respectful one to actually quite an invasive one I bet that happens all the time though yeah yeah it does and that's when I was like okay well goodbye then yeah this obviously isn't going to work because like even though this is this is my job it's not it's not something to like be a be made fun of in a way do you know what I mean yeah you get like loads of guys like sending you dick pics on Instagram which some people would say is to be expected I'd like no people have said that to you but obviously we know that's bullshit yeah but like I remember that time when they like you got they like shut down your account because you like posted (laughs) about just not just the fact that someone had sent it to you like that was crazy I was so annoyed yeah so this guy was sending me pictures of his penis stupidly putting his face in it um and I was ignoring (laughs) it and ignoring it and eventually he was like he'd seen that I'd seen it because 
I wanted to see what the image was and you have to accept it. Some, well, you don't anymore, but you have you just had to accept the message to see what the image was. I was such a curious That's bitch. I was like, I want to see what this is. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it would be like lots of pictures of this guy's dick. And I was like, why are you sending me this? Like, naturally, I didn't reply. And he was like, oh, I've seen you. I've seen you seen it, bitch. Answer me. And I was like, are you fucking serious? So I reported it to Instagram. They declined and said this is going against their guidelines. And then I started posting it on my stories. And then this guy said, oh, you stupid bitch, take it down. My girlfriend will see this. And I was like, wow, that's not really my problem. That's, it's just so typical. Also, like, I'm yeah. so intrigued by, like, he was sending you pictures of his dick. Like, which obviously isn't a nice thing to do. But, like, you obviously, like, he could have been like, oh, like, the fact that he is, like, reply, bitch. It's, like, firstly, like, what did you expect me to say? Like, it's, yeah. like, he just wanted... He thought it was really rude that you hadn't acknowledged the dick pic. Like, what was expected oh. from you in that situation, like, that yeah. he then wouldn't have been, like, hostile about? Yeah. So then, by me posting it on my stories, Instagram then was saying I was going against guidelines, but, in fact, I wasn't. Because the post, the pictures had already been declared as not going against guidelines by them already. So then I thought, okay, I'll post it on my grid. So as soon as I posted it on my grid, like five minutes later, my account was deactivated. Oh my god! Um, and then I was like reaching out to all my friends, saying like, you know, report this to Instagram. Like they've deleted me and not him. And then obviously the news picked up on it, and yeah. it was in like the Huffington Post and the Sun and like everywhere. And then the next day, they, like, gave me my account back and gave me a blue tick. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So that's the secret. Everyone who wants a blue tick, like, what you have to do is post someone's dick pic on your grid. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, obviously, he then came at me and said, I hope hope that taught you a lesson. You got your account deleted, bitch. So they still kept coming for me, and then I was continuously reporting him, and Instagram just were doing absolutely nothing. So all I had to do was keep blocking him. I don't understand why his him sending you a picture of his penis is not against their terms. No, but then me posting it, but then me posting it is. Because mm. if you were to send someone a picture of, if someone was to flash flashing you is like illegal. But yeah. sending you a picture of yeah. dick on their platform is like not something that they would deem like yeah. be against the terms of their whatever. I think it's all happening again. I don't know if you saw my stories. I was posting about the same thing happening today. Today, like, like, I saw one recently. It, I didn't see one today. Yeah, so history is repeating itself, and I posted it on my stories again today of someone else doing exactly the same thing, and Instagram saying this isn't going against its guidelines. Um, so like, I'm just really frustrated because. Although I can take it, and I'm okay with seeing a penis, like, these are being sent to children as well. Like, I know several accounts where men are sending pictures of their penis to young children, and these children are then reporting this, and then Instagram are saying they're not going against guidelines. It's like, you are sending inappropriate images to children, though. And that's also just them, they're literally providing a platform for people to commit a crime. Yeah. Which... And also, like, what worries me is if these people are doing this on the internet, what are they doing in real life? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's super scary. Yeah. So there needs to be some, like, repercussion of, like, these people 
not being allowed to do this anymore because they just keep getting away with it. Grace is coming to the room and she has something to say. Yeah, I was just thinking, I wonder if the reason that, because obviously I think the problem is that Instagram say that the community guidelines don't apply to their direct messages. I just had a thought, I was thinking about why that would be and like obviously Snapchat used to exist and that was the function of stories and then Instagram that specifically went after Snapchat to take over the stories function and like the other big reason that people use Snapchat was to sext each other because the pictures like instantly deleted and I wonder if it's like purely a business reason that Instagram think that they have to allow explicit pictures within their direct messages to take over the role of Snapchat because if they block that I don't know Mm. but like I was just thinking maybe that's why no that's a very interesting point and I didn't I hadn't thought of that and that is exactly why Snapchat existed or why yeah yeah it's terrifying what you're saying about young people though but um I also think like they were saying recently haven't like Instagram like you were saying for ages and like so many other people that work in your industry that like your accounts are being shadow banned because you're talking about these like explicit things and then didn't recently Instagram have come out and said like they are doing that after denying doing it for a long time they've sort of like alluded to doing it but then it's like you know how can you take it's so like disingenuous and like insidious to take a stance against like explicit content on the platform when it comes to appeasing like advertisers but when it comes to like safeguarding people who use your app you're like just gonna say oh that's not our problem yeah uh, it's very frustrating and it, this is i could talk about this all fucking day and what what bothers me the most is not just myself but a lot a lot of people have tried to get in contact with instagram to try and rectify this problem to try and discuss how we can better safeguard the platform and support and protect younger people from seeing this kind of content and i mean jamila jamil did it with advertising for diet products you know they've now put in place a system where a lot of young people can't see that content anymore because it is damaging yeah why are we not doing the same thing for inappropriate sexual abuse and racism and homophobia and transphobia why are we not doing the same for those things because those things affect children and their mental health as well yeah, I know. It's uh, it's just shocking to see what there's so many things that people have reported and then they've just said this doesn't violate our terms of service. And I I wonder what it is. Like I wonder if it if it is just as cynical as being like if we police what people do on this app, firstly like that's going to cost us money and secondly it mm. might put people off using it and we don't want that. I think it will I think it is to do with money because a lot of accounts huge accounts are on there promoting underwear or nudity like there's a lot of accounts that do that and they're probably bringing a lot in a lot of revenue into them in terms of promotion and um but then it's weird because i was i was not able to promote private parts i wasn't allowed to put any paid promotion behind that it wouldn't let me because it was it had sexual content but then I see adverts coming up all the time of like lingerie and things like that, and it's like, oh, what's the like where is the line? Yeah, I know. This it's it's it makes a sense, and there's also like, I, I it finds me annoying when women's bodies are like censored anyway. 
because like you know like in particular like why can women not sunbathe topless at the park like why is like a part of my body essentially like illegal when it's just a part of my body I don't think that's particularly fair but um also that certain people they've had like pictures of plus size women posing sexily that have been have been reported and removed yeah that aren't any more explicit than anything else yeah I mean I completely believe that the app is you know run in a certain way to show you certain content because even when I look through my feed of you know what's that page called where it like shows you pictures of things that you're not following but it's like recommendations discover page yeah the discover page all of that is just extremely skinny white girls mm. in underwear. And I'm like, I'm not actually interested in any of this. Yeah, this like you not, don't this follow is not that. The con- this is not the content I follow. Like, I follow curvy women and plus-size women and people of all different races and genders. And it's just like, why are you just showing me one person? I, like, you know what I mean? It's just, it's already set up to... Yeah. The Discover page is, like, I go on the Discover page and it's like, models and like puppies uh, and it's like why oh, I like puppies like that makes sense but I purposefully like I went through phase I was like I'm unfollowing like all yeah. models that don't like I don't either know not that I know yeah. loads of models but you know or that like I actually like say interesting stuff but any model that I've just followed in the past because I'm like this is if I follow this attractive person maybe it will encourage me to like take up habits that will make me more attractive in the future um but it's still like pops like they still come up like on my discover like the same nothing that I have interest in comes up on my discovery page. Nothing. Like, I've unfollowed a lot of, like, you, I've unfollowed a lot of accounts that made me feel shit about myself because they weren't what I would see as myself. I didn't feel like they represented me in any way, shape, or form, or the things I believe in or the way I want to look. But they still come up on my feed. And I'm like, but I'm not following this person. Yeah. Why are you showing me this? Why are you showing me content that I have purposefully removed myself from yeah it's all consumerism isn't it like this the whole thing is about making money it's not about being inclusive in any shape or form in my eyes I think it's quite political I as well I like I imagine and this is just pure like conjecture it's not based off anything I actually know but Instagram's like audience is like aging maybe like you know there's a lot of like parents who might be like concerned about their children coming Mm. across like stuff they didn't want them to see and for a lot of parents like unfortunately that would be stuff that you talk about or like lgbt issues or whatever so maybe they the instagram have taken a decision to hide that content Mm. to make parents not feel uncomfortable about their children using that because you know it's but politically at the moment like a lot of people feel that there's like a lot of indoctrination going on wrongly but they do and that's I think that's something that scares them more than like their children even potentially seeing like dick pics yeah you know yeah you're right um well I don't know if that's the case but I could just see that being you know there's always like especially on social media there's a lot of like political like back and forth I'm sure that there's a lot of um 
people reporting like what is like quite fairly like innocuous just like sex education content claiming that it's corrupting like the minds of the youth you know yeah I mean luckily I've never really had anyone come at me and say like oh I don't want my child seeing this but I think there probably is a lot of accounts that are, are promoting things in a way that would not be suitable for a young child yeah um but I think the majority of it now, it's it's quite informative and, I don't know, I don't know, I I just really hate the app, I really, I'm not, I would not advocate for it, like. I know, you've always, like, been that way, like. I've never liked it, I, and I, it's annoying because obviously it's my income, it's my work, but I've lost, I work so, I think what frustrates me and why I hate it, because I work so hard the content that I create and I I care about it so much because it's changed my life that I want it to help change other people's lives in a much in a positive way at a much younger age than what I experienced things yeah but I keep getting shadow banned and I've lost 10,000 followers since December or since private parts came out I've been shadow banned since private parts came out and it's just like I'm creating educational content that is suitable for children. Like, that is, I would say, suitable for, you know, 16 plus. Yeah. Or 14 plus, however young you feel you need to teach your children about sex that you're comfortable with. But that just pisses me off. I feel like, yeah, like, at the end of the day as well, like, parents can't just take... If parents are going to let their kids have social media, they have to be active in terms of, like, what's on it. They can't just, like constantly expect apps to like do the job of like educating their children like ultimately like it's a parent's decision what they're gonna like allow but obviously it's not all like Peppa Pig (laughs) exactly and your your children are gonna find it out one way or another yeah do you know what I mean like you know we were watching porn when we probably shouldn't have been watching porn because our parents didn't want to but you watch it because you're intrigued by it and yeah. if a child's intrigued by something, then they're going to seek out that content. Yeah, yeah. So why sure. not let them see content that is done in a way that is okay and inclusive and educational and not sleazy or or harmful? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think I, if I hadn't learned, like, most of what I thought it, like, meant to be, like, sexy and have a good relationship from, like, lads, mags or whatever... Yeah like, what it was meant to be appealing, mm. then that probably would have been healthier, you know? Because that's what all I saw was, like, this information saying that this is, like, what's desirable, you're a girl, so you you should have to look like this. It yeah. wasn't, like, anything about what it constitutes a healthy uh, relationship. Exactly. I mean, for 20 years of my life, I was pretty suicidal because I fucking hated my body. I hated everything about me. I didn't think I was sexy. I didn't think I was attractive because of what I grew up seeing in the media. I didn't like my body. Yeah. And I wasn't happy in myself and I didn't want to be alive. And so why I would never create content that would make anybody feel like that. Hopefully I'm not anyway. So like, why is Instagram shadow banning content that is encouraging people to love themselves? Yeah. So like plus size bodies or female nudity and you know children being able to see bodies in a light that they we didn't see growing up yeah 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 for sure i mean i don't think there's anyone in women in our generation who like were exposed to 
many like healthy female bodies like potentially outside their mothers but like maybe not even that like in a lot of families like you wouldn't even have like that level of like openness like I still sometimes feel like even it's a trait like like there's a lot of like like I feel still feel shocked when I see like an influencer even if it's like an influencer who's who I'm used to seeing in this very like you know what is considered like appropriate like like thin white blah 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 like if they like do do a like this is my cellulite sort of picture I'm I'm shocked by it like and it's like bizarre that like it that's something that like would like catch my attention so much but yeah it's like still just something that I'm so not used to seeing that like you know I find it shocking which is ridiculous yeah yeah I think our generation in particular has a lot of unlearning to do when it comes to what we deem as being the perfect body. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I grew up, I grew up watching Katie Price on the TV. Yeah, I thought like Katie Price was like, well, you know, not saying she's unattractive, but I no. thought that was like the epitome of what yeah. was like good looking. But also, you know, she adapted her body. She had surgery, and that. Her, her body was not achievable for a lot of girls. No, yeah, no, um, for sure. And, you know, I grew up thinking, oh, my God, I have no boobs. No man is ever going to like me. Or I'm never going to be deemed as sexy when I put on a bikini. Like, you know, I grew up thinking that I was always wearing T-shirts on the beach because I didn't want to show my, my small boobs. And, you know, we have a lot of unlearning to do yeah. when it comes to, like, feeling okay about the way we look and that everybody can't look like that. Um, did you, have you seen the body form advert that everyone's been raving about? No, I haven't. I have, I think I saw it and then I went to watch it and then I didn't watch it. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's good. It, it made me think of you just because there's like an endometriosis bit in it, but it's like, okay. it's, it's, have you seen it, Grace? Well, guys, come on. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's quite long and it has a, like a, a woman who has endometriosis and then there's like a woman who doesn't want to have a baby and is um, like, it's like everyone's, it's sort of like different relationships like with your like period, I guess. So like one woman is like, doesn't want to have any children. So she's wanting to get her period. And then there's another couple who are like trying for a baby and then she has a miscarriage and there's that like that like whole relationship too and then a woman who's like has endometriosis and needs to have like endometriosis surgery and and I thought it was like so nice it was really like touching and like rare it had like real blood in it or you know I feel like there's a butt coming no I mean there isn't any butt I, What's I the really, comments been like then? Is is it something? Is it been a positive effect? Like I feel like yeah, I mo- thought you were gonna say, but no, saying mostly people have have liked it. Like okay, um, I haven't really seen much negative about it, but it was just nice to see, um, like an ad that that is like that. I okay, I'll nice. go watch it. Yeah, yeah, it's sweet. I mean, let me know what you think. Um, it was it was like pretty inclusive I thought although okay you know someone might have a different view but yeah no it was really nice that's good yeah I've recently I literally just posted today um 
being in a campaign with this um, period company called Calorie. Oh, yeah. Um, where they started a campaign this month called The Whole Bloody Truth, and they're just getting lots of different um, stories of people's periods from all angles. Um, so that's that's a cool campaign that I recommend going checking out. Yeah, yeah, I'll have a look at it. It sounds good. Yeah. My, my experience with periods is just that I feel like I always feel like I don't even recognise my body, like, in the week before, or I feel, like, totally different, like, I feel like, I'm like, who, who is this, and then, <laughs> and then, and then I sometimes get thrush, that's nice, yeah. like, that's a new thing for me, like, getting thrush, like, before, they or, like, at the, at the very beginning, that's so annoying. How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? 28. Yeah, we're the same age. Do you know what? This is something that's very new to me too. Maybe it's just... Maybe 28, it's... you get thrush. Yeah, I get thrush a lot. It's, I, like, always, like, because that's obviously, like, I remember when I was a teenager and I was, like, had my first boyfriend and sleeping together and I would, like, nobody ever told me, firstly, that you needed to wee after having sex, but, like, I never did and I never got a UTI. Um, yeah. And now I get them, like, way more. I always make sure I wee after sex, and it's, like, happens yeah. all the time. Like, what's that about? That makes no sense. I know. I know. <laughs> I've got one right now, actually. I've got my... Oh, I've just had some wine. I don't think I'm supposed to drink on my antibiotics. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's fine. Oh, it's only one. <clears throat> yeah, but it's um, so annoying. I just hate yeah. it. Yeah. I used to be fine, but I just seemed... Everything seems to be going wrong down there now as I'm getting older, which is not fun it's not what I wanted I miss those carefree days yeah <laughs> <laughs> do you know what makes me laugh still is the week before your period you're like batshit crazy and you still are surprised every week that it's your period you're like, oh fuck yeah it's that isn't it yeah 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 I know I'm always I have like an app that I use to like just to check what's going on and I'll be like especially grumpy and then I check the app and I'm like, oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> That's why. Or but then oh, sometimes I'm being like a nightmare and I like I'm like, I'm sure I've got PMS and then I check and I'm like, no. I've, there's something else going <laughs> Just on. Being here. A really bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh right, I'm gonna we should end this because otherwise it will never upload. Okay. I'll Sorry. stop recording. No, we should we'll just we'll just have to do another one. I've got so much to chat about with you always. Yeah, I know. It was fun talking to you. Say bye to the listeners. Oh, bye listeners. Bye. Bye.